Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Coco Express, part of the Blog Talk Radio Network. Your host on the Coco Express isn't real, Yalile. She's all about keeping it real. Great guests, interesting topics, so get on board. Listen, learn, live. the Cocoa Express show for Wednesday, October 22nd, 2014. Now, today's show is really interesting. It's going to be fun. It's going to be funny. It's going to be informative. It's going to be entertaining. Why? Because we have a very special guest with us, and her name is Vaughn DiCarlo. And I have to tell you, she is a woman that could be my girlfriend because she's just cool like I am. But she's super cool. She's intelligent. She's beautiful. She's passionate. She's committed. She's funny. She's um, a sports enthusiast. And um, she's got an extremely great head on her shoulders. And she has, a, a, I guess you can say, perspective that is really interesting. And the way that she combines so many of her talents together and brings it to you is just so unique and so genius. And I am just so honored to have her on the show. Um, many of you know her from uh, Centrics Between Him and Her, where she gives some insight as, you know, on various relationship topics. Uh, she also does these little, um, I guess you could say, uh, little snippets as well um, on relationship topics. Uh, she's Coach Vaughn's playbook. And that is really cool, too. So I'm just going to step back, and I'm going to let her step forward. We're going to have some great dialogue and conversation. We're going to learn more about her. She's going to tell us about her various projects and stuff. And then from there, we're going to start with asking some relationship questions and see. I'm going to expose myself a little bit so we can see where I'm going wrong. Okay? So please allow me the opportunity to bring to you Vaughn DiCarlo. Hello. Hi. Hi. Thank you for for a lovely introduction. I really appreciate that. You're quite welcome, quite welcome. I'm just so glad that you're with us because you are a breath of fresh air. <laughs> really? I yes. You know, I, I tend to, you know, they say I'm a dude's kind of chick, so I'm always, I'm never really surprised that guys like me, you know, because I have that kind of down-to-earth personality, and I, I don't believe that men are always wrong, so men like that. <laughs> but sometimes I'm a little afraid, like, are the ladies going to like me, or are they going to think that I'm trying to offend them with some of the things that I'm saying? But I hope not, because I'm really here to just share my experiences and, and hope to inspire women to just be more honest with with ourselves and more accountable and just say, hey, look, men aren't always wrong every single second of the day. Sometimes it's us, and we we should take a look at that and and try to speak their language a little bit. Exactly, and, you know, it's it's funny because uh, when I first started doing the show, I had this woman come on, and um, she talked about – uh, what is I forgot the name, the title of the book and it was called uh it was about how we communicate, how men and women communicate. They communicate differently and how we have a tendency of being how can I put more confrontational and men are Absolutely. more passive. 
Absolutely. And my book that's coming out next year, I'm building an awareness around it and hopefully getting people's, you know, interest and attention right now. Um, I have a book coming out next year called Speak Fluent Man, The Top Things Women Should Consider Before Blaming the Man. And the reason I named the book Speak Fluent Man is because I, I look at men, uh, like if you if you want to learn Chinese, right, if you want to learn a new language, you can't just wake up one day and and think that it's just going to come to you. You have to engage in a language. You really have to study it. You have to be trained. You have to sometimes people get so involved in learning a new language, they'll visit that country. Now, that doesn't mean that you're going to become Asian. You're not, you'll never be a Chinese person, but that doesn't mean you can't speak their language fluently and be able to communicate with them better. So I, I named the book Speak Fluent Man for that very reason, because I think that as women, men learn us. They will learn us, but we and we kind of force it on them, right? But we don't mm-hmm. take the time to learn them. What we do with their man truth is we marginalize it, call it immature, and try to change them. And I, I just, I, I had a very successful relationship with with a very strong man, and he taught me so many different things and and about myself and just about men and and how we interact as women with them that now I just I have a lot to share and I hope to inspire, not insult, you know? Okay. Now tell us about Bond to Carlos beginnings. How did all of this fabulousness begin? Oh Lord, you wanna be here on uh, until tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try and give you the short version. You know, I'm from small still town outside of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And, you know, where I'm from, you're supposed to grow up and be something practical, you know, learn to drive a bus or be a teacher or, or lawyer at the most. Um, but I had dreams of being on television and be moving to New York and becoming an actress and a singer and, and a writer. And I, I, that was just always in me since I was a little kid and I never let it go. And, you know, I credit my mother for giving me the courage and the faith in God to say, she said to me, you know, you could do whatever you put your mind to. And I believed that then and I believe it now. And I made my way to New York and I have the classic starving artist, you know, story, living, you know, off of ramen noodles and barely making it and just sticking to it. Because when you know your purpose in God, and I'm very spiritual, when you know your purpose is your failures just become lessons and, and your successes become lessons as well. So I've just taken a whole lot of time and experience and I've just built something from from nothing. And I'm still here and I, I feel like I, I have not even scratched the surface of where I'm, I plan to go in my career and in my life. Okay, excellent. And you said that you were in a relationship with an amazing man. What happened with that relationship? Um, uh, that amazing man was comedian Patrice O'Neill, and he passed away um, three years this November. Um, he passed away of a stroke. And, um, yeah, that was three years this coming November. And I'm just rebuilding and reinventing myself. We were together 10 years. And for those who are uh, familiar with Patrice, he, he's a comedian that he, he wasn't necessarily a knock-knock who's, who's there kind of comedian. He, If I could quote him, he says, you know, I don't have jokes, I have soliloquies. He was more of a George Carlin or a Richard Pryor where he, he had a very strong point of view, whether it was po- political, um, race relations, or 
with male-female relationships and, and domestic life. And a lot of his material, you know, was just a reflection of our, our life and our lifestyle and and the things that he taught me I'm I'm carrying on with me to this day. Okay, excellent. And you're also carrying on his legacy as well. Um Absolutely. I I am, you know, the HBIC of his legacy. I, I run the name and like the company for his name and likeness and I, I released two of his comedy albums very successfully after he passed that he was working on and we're working on a documentary um for him and I'm really excited about that because all of his comedian friends are gonna come on board and, and give their Patrice stories and and it, it's just something that he deserves, you know, and I'm still here and I, I feel a strong sense of responsibility to him because he gave me so much and he instilled so much in me that I, I'm just so proud that I have that responsibility to carry his name on for the people who are already his fans and even get him more fans as time passes. Excellent. That is amazing, you know, the fact that you are still dedicated to his relationship, your relationship, and the impact he's had on your life and Absolutely. I'm a I'm a reflection of him. He he actually before he passed away he, he was trying to convince me to write a book and he said, you know, women listen to you differently when you say when when you're speaking about, you know, the things that you've learned from me and he he he's like the, I'll say the same thing over and over and women will listen but they definitely listen to you differently and and in the book I'm talking about entitlement and double standards and sex and jealousy, trust issues, all of these things and that I learned from him for and and it's going to be from my perspective, but I I'm going to say what he meant by it you know, a personal story where I learned through this situation and and my perspective as a woman on these things. And, you know, when he was alive, I was afraid to write the book because I just didn't want to get involved with anybody debating about it. I love sharing and talking, but it's not really fun when people are just listening to try and figure out a way to make you wrong and argue with you. So, when he was alive, I was just like, nah, I don't want to write a book. But he was really pushing it. And to appease the situation, I, I drew up an outline, and I gave it to him. I said, these are the top things that I feel I would want to share that help me be, you know, a better woman that I learned. And he looked at the outline. He kissed me on my forehead. He said, you're going to have a bestseller. Mm-hmm. And I, I put it away. I, I didn't work on it anymore. I really had just drew up the outline just to say here this is what this is what my perspective would be and after he passed of course i felt a even stronger sense of responsibility to revisit that outline and the book that's going to drop next year it it started from that and it's taking you through all of our experiences that i feel like of course i i'm not saying that I'm the guru and have every answer for every single thing, but I am saying I have a lot to share. And if you could take one thing from it to apply to your relationship, then I do, I've, I've done my job, even if you do it differently. You know, I'm not so arrogant as saying, you know, I know everything. That's No one knows everything and everybody is different. And I recognize that, but there are some basic truths that I'm going to share that hopefully will help and inspire women. Excellent. That is excellent because we need all the help we can get. You you see that every day, don't you? Yeah, we. You know what? We're miserable, and I think <laughs> we're miserable because we lie. That's the first step. Stop lying and stop trying to force 
somebody to change for you, and you don't even know yourself yet. Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> okay, now we're gonna we're gonna go back to that. Um, we're gonna move into the fact that you are a sports enthusiast. Yes, let's go next. I'm so excited that the NBA season is starting. <laughs> I don't even know how to act. I love, love, love sports. You know, when I first signed up for Twitter, I'm at Vondi Carlo on Twitter. Uh, my whole purpose was just to have an outlet to trash talking sports, and. If you can imagine, I'm a Knicks fan. Patrice is from Boston, so he he was a Celtics fan. So imagine those arguments in our house. Ooh. And oh, he told yes. me, one day he goes, you know, you sound like an idiot. You don't know what you're talking about. You just have all this passion, but you have no basis for anything that you're saying. So he goes, I'm going to teach you how to watch basketball intelligently so that we can have better arguments. <laughs> okay. And... Once I started really understanding the game, oh, you couldn't tell me nothing. <laughs> it was on. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, I, I'm at Von Carlo on Twitter, and I'm trash-talking and trash-talking, and people just started calling me Coach Vaughn because I don't have a degree in anything in sports. You know, I just consider myself a professional fan. I'm very well-informed. I know what I'm talking about, but for no reason at all. And I, I keep my commentary very lighthearted and funny because, you know, I'm in comedy. So everything that I'm talking about, it, it's funny and it's lighthearted, but it's very accurate. <laughs> it's very, very yeah. accurate. So people, you know, my, my fans and followers on, on my social media love that, and they started calling me Coach Vaughn. Which yes. kind of connected to, you know, it morphed into Coach Vaughn, the relationship expert, once I became uh, a member of the Centric TV family on According to Him and Her and all of that. So it just all ties in together. And I did, I was checking out, I was cracking up watching your Trash Talk blog, especially the Carmelo, well, the Lala Anthony skit that you did. Uh. I was laid out on the floor. Oh, my goodness, yeah. The blog, actually, I used to do this web series and along with the blog, and actually this coming NBA season I'm going to bring those parodies back. Um, the the It's called Hoops and Heels Trash Talk Blog. And if you go to my website, vondicarlo.com, you'll see all the different avenues from, you know, the the blog and the music, everything that I'm doing you'll find on my website. Uh, but, yeah, that, that what you saw – we my and my daughter's in some of those too. She's an actress and a dancer, and we did um, a parody of Basketball Wives, and oh, she yeah. cracked me up. She played Tammy <laughs> Roman, and I paid, played the half black, half white girl Keisha that she bullied in Tahiti. <laughs> right, and I know it's a bit dated, but like I said, that that was a, a a minute ago, but it's still the same idea in in the blog in that I'm mixing sports commentary and comedy and it's just the funnest thing for me to do and, and you know it, it, when I got on the the when I became part of the centric family and doing according to him and her uh, a lot of my relationship advice would be sports analogies which landed me my own digital spinoff series called coach Vaughn's playbook so and it's just me riffing on relationships and giving quick tips with sports analogies that are funny but informative. And you can find both of those on CentricTV.com. We just wrapped a very successful second season, 
and you could catch up with all that stuff at CentricTV.com. Excellent. That's a, that is excellent. I have to tell you, I I love a good laugh, and you had me cracking up, especially with the scene where she, well, you I had beat a the cabbage patch all the time. Well, you know, speaking of that particular episode, <clears throat> excuse me, it came out well, but there was a part missing that we just could not finish. The joke was actually supposed to be on me. Like, uh, the parody itself was just me saying, you know, this was when Carmelo Anthony first came to New York, so I was, like, kind of going, you know, it it appears like a, it was, like, almost a, an attack on the Carmelo and the La La world. And there was supposed to be a section in there where I'm going, no, I hate Carmelo, I hate Carmelo. And then you cut to me in the split screen, like, begging Carmelo <laughs> To be in New York, and the joke was supposed to be on me, but we just didn't have the budget to finish that portion of it. Mm -hmm. So I think it came out well, but I'm like, at the end of it, I'm like, hopefully you guys have a, you know, it's all fun and games. I really do love Lala and Carmelo. (laughs) This definitely is an attack. It's all supposed to be funny. (laughs) And your daughter, she is, she's really pretty, and she is so funny. Oh, my God. She is already light years ahead of me in the game. You know, she is so talented. She has more good timing and comedy and just her dramatic acting skills and, and, and just her overall talent. At at her age, she's, like, already surpassed me. So I'm like, oh, my God, by the time you're 20, you're going to be amazing. <laughs> yes, I, I was – I was just sitting up. I was just laughing so hard. I called my sister on the phone and I said, "You know what? You have to check out this website. There's a blog." I said, "You would love her humor. Love it. Thank you so much." Yes, and I'm like, "This is the kind of that's my kind of humor. That kind of stuff. (laughs) Love it." And so now let's go back to the sports. Okay, so you are a avid Knicks fan, completely, totally loyal to the Knicks. So, 100%. okay, give us your take on this coming season. What do you see? I see that the Knicks will be in at least the seventh or eighth seed in the Eastern Conference Finals, and everybody is going to stop disrespecting them. They put in their predictions that the Miami Heat would get the sixth seed in the Eastern Conference Finals. And when I saw that, I was like, okay, they had predicted the Knicks to be in the tenth seed, even having the Nets ahead of them and some some other teams that I'm looking like, really? Now everybody knows that Eastern Conference is not like is not like the West. Like the West mm-hmm. is like hardcore. So that seventh and eighth seed in the East is up for grabs. And I think you know the Knicks have a healthy Carmelo Anthony in his prime. They have Tim Hardaway Jr., Shumpert, mm-hmm. J.R. Smith ain't got no weed issues this year, and he's very healthy. <laughs> I mean, come on, we have such a dynamic group of talent mixed with you know veterans and young guys, and you're going to disrespect the Knicks like they can't even get the seventh or eighth seed. Come on, everybody calm down, put your hands up, don't shoot. We're going to do it. And I I, I find it very disrespectful to Carmelo and the Knicks that you would think otherwise. Okay. Now, when they were thinking about trading Carmelo, were were you having um, seizures? 
No, I wasn't worried about it at all. I, I knew he was going to stay in New York. Now, when he first came, I can't say I was on board with it because I, I knew his reputation, you know, the ball hog thing, and, you know, he's not a good team leader and all the blah, blah, blah. But once he got here, and, and when he was on the Nuggets, I did enjoy watching the whole Nuggets team that became the New York Nuggets, basically, um, when they all came over here, Kenyon Martin, J.R. Smith, all those guys, I really enjoyed watching them out in the West. But I wasn't too sure about Carmelo being part of the Knicks. But what he has done since he has been here, I take my hat off to him, and I, I think that he has not gotten his praises due. I hate the fact that New York Knicks fans will boo him, and, and you know, he dropped 62 points. He carries the team on his back. He dropped, like, 50 points on the Miami Heat the year that they did go to the playoffs when LeBron was out. So what does that tell you is going to happen to Miami Heat now that LeBron isn't there? You put them in a sixth spot and you put Carmelo in a tenth spot? Beat it. Beat it. <laughs> now, when New York got the um, the Nets, Brooklyn got the Nets, what was your take on that? You know, I, oh, my God. So I'm never going to say, you know, I'm a Brooklyn Nets fan over the Knicks, but they are a New York team. So I do like the Nets, but I think I like the Barclays Center and Jay-Z's affiliation <laughs> more than the team itself. <laughs> I've been to the Barclays Center. It is beautiful. You have to be – I went there when um, – I think last year when they were playing the Bulls, and I think it was last year. I can't remember exactly. I know at the time Nate Robinson was with the Bulls. Nate Robinson is with the Nuggets now. But when I was at the Barclays Center, I was watching the Nets play the Bulls, and I was excited to see, you know, old-school Nick player Nate Robinson, which used to be my favorite Nick when he was here. And – um. I realized walking through the Barclays Center, you have to be a real hardcore basketball fan to actually want to watch the game because there is so much to do and see at the Barclays Center. You'll forget that you were there to watch a game. (laughs) (laughs) And I have to admit, you know, Madison Square Garden has nothing on that that Barclays Center Mm -hmm. You know, as far as all of that is concerned, but still, you're not going to take me away from the Knicks, okay? I only want to, you know, pursue my career and become more well known so that I could be like the female Spike Lee and and be be the female (laughs) (laughs) mascot for the Knicks and get those good seasons so I could afford those good season tickets sitting next to him. (laughs) Mm -hmm, Courtside, right down there on the floor. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> it's cool, but you don't want to sit too close because he's kind of like a little over the top. Oh, oh, oh you haven't seen me. You you haven't seen me. <laughs> okay, okay. I yeah. try to keep it cute. I'll try to keep it cute. You know, I'm still a lady, you know, but sometimes I think I know what I'm talking about. more. Oh, my God, when Coach D'Antoni was the coach for the Knicks, Please. I used to call him Damn Tony. Like, I really thought I knew how to coach the team better than him. As a matter of fact, I think that's when around the time when people on Twitter started calling me Coach Vaughn because I would, all my commentary that I would post, everyone would be like, oh, my God, you know better than the coach. You know better than Coach Dan Tony. And I'm like, that's right. And, and that's how they started calling me Coach Vaughn. Okay. 
So that's that's really interesting and amazing. And I mean, when I was growing up, girls just they were not interested in sports like that. They only liked the basketball players, and they only went to watch them play. They didn't know what they were doing. And right. We come to a whole different phase in everything where women are actually taking interest in sports. And there was one particular, um, um, let's see, one of your Coach Bond's playbook sex segments where you talked about mm-hmm. sports and women. Okay. That was the one where you said, you know, you said you liked the game until you got involved with them. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> you said you liked football until you got them locked into the relationship, and now football Sunday is stupid and you're sick of cooking and cleaning for his friends. But, nope, you shouldn't have lied. Get back in the kitchen and make some che- hot, hot dogs and cheeseburgers. And and that's a sports analogy, but it's truth in it. It's to say, look, women lie to get relationships the way men lie to get sex. Don't lie. If you like football, that's great. If you don't, that's great too. Don't don't pretend like it's all good and all fun and games and then as soon as you get him locked in a relationship, you're you're trying to change him and his consistency. He's always going to like football because that's way that's his consistency. He didn't lie. You lied. So live with your lie. Go make some hot dogs and shut up about it. You shouldn't lie. <laughs> love it. I love it. You don't lie. Don't come in. Don't lie to get a man locked into a relationship. That's what dating is. The this interview process that I just don't get. It's just stupid. If you're gonna lie until you guys are committed or until you have sex, it's it's doomed to fail because you're gonna your true colors are gonna come out on both ends, men and women, mm-hmm. and you're gonna realize you don't even like that person. Now you're looking for an exit strategy. Why did we just waste each other's time? Thank you. Everybody that you're attracted to, because he has nice, juicy lips and nice arms, is not your match. <laughs> Let's find that out right now. I'm, I'm a, I think a lot of men are cute. Is every single one of them good for me? Is every single one of them my match? No, I'm not going to pretend anything. And I don't want him to pretend anything. I try to set men up to be very, very comfortable giving me their man truth so that we know what we're dealing with from day one. Now we have an opportunity to grow with each other or move on to the next person without a whole bunch of ties and confusion. Thank you for that one. That is so true because my mom used to have the saying, don't start what you can't stand. Uh-huh. And I was like, huh? She goes, don't start what you can't stand. She goes, you start a situation off in a certain way, that's the way the situation is going to be all the way through to it ends. So if you want Absolutely. a certain situation to be a certain way, you start it off this way so you know you have the situation set up the way you want it all the way through. Absolutely. And it's okay to find out that, you know, someone isn't compatible with you. You'll yeah. meet someone who is, but you're just going to be wasting your time if you're you're lying. Like, oh, yeah, I love this or I love that. No, I at the end of the day, I, a guy might be lucky because I love basketball, or I found that some men find it annoying <laughs> because I will talk about basketball all day, and mm-hmm. they might want to, you know, take it somewhere else and talk about it. And I'll, I'm like, are you talking to me while the game is on? Seriously? Oh, you thought I was playing. Like, basketball is one of those sports you can't blink. I don't want to see the replay. I want to see Carmelo's three-point half-court buzzer beater when it happens. Why are you talking to me? 
Just Some like men are into movie. football more than basketball, and they don't care when the next game is on. You know, and I might be annoying to them. We need to find this out right now. <laughs> like in the movie Boomerang, when um, Eddie Murphy invited her over to watch the game, and she was all into the Knicks game, I no, the Bulls game, and he could care less. Right. And he was he was annoyed with the fact that she was just so into basketball, and um, he was just like so annoyed and. I guess that's exactly an example, a prime example of what you were talking about. Exactly. And it's it's an example, but it, it doesn't necessarily have to be a deal breaker. For instance, Patrice and I, you know, we were together 10 years. I do not do scary movies. He loves scary movies. So that didn't mean we should break up. What it meant is he's not going to force me to go to a movie and watch a scary movie, and I'm not going to be mad at him if he doesn't take me to the movies because he wants to see the new, you know, demon thing that's out. Mm-hmm. And 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 vice versa. I love Broadway musicals. He can't stand Broadway musicals. So I didn't mind going by myself or with one of my girlfriends. You know, just because you're in a relationship with someone doesn't mean that you have to stick to each other like glue in every situation. And sometimes as women, we get we feel like it's okay for us to go out and have girls' night out or have some alone me time. But as soon as they want to do it, oh my God, he must be cheating. What's going on? Like, we have to stop that. <laughs> That's annoying. It is, and you are so right. And um, another scenario that I could, that I, I wanted to ask you about. Now, what about online dating? I've seen so many horror stories. I re- just read the paper yesterday where the fireman pulled this woman out of a man's chimney because he broke up, broke up with her, so she was going to climb into his chimney to get into his house. What? <laughs> yes. Okay, yes. let he me met just her say online. this. Yeah, I, I don't care if he met her on online or in the local bar. Crazy is crazy. It has nothing to do <laughs> with where you met that crazy person. That person would have been crazy with whomever and wherever she met whomever. So okay. I wouldn't go, that's because it's online dating. You know, the the Internet has made this world very small, and I don't think it's anything wrong with me. You you will find your horror stories, but there are some very successful stories. I know someone in a really good relationship right now that met on Plenty of Fish or whatever that site is called. So it it can happen both ways, just like I'm sure someone who met at work, you know, there's tragic stories of someone who stalked someone from someone in, that met each other in college or or at a party or wherever. There's always going to be good and bad in any situation. So you, you have to be careful no matter where you meet someone. You, and you don't want to just eliminate something and go, oh, this is going to be bad because it's this or that, because it's online. No, there's some success stories in that. And just like there's tragic stories, but be careful. That that's crazy. I didn't hear that one. <laughs> yeah, I'm like going, what? At first, I thought it was one of those hoax stories, and then they showed you the actual woman being pulled out of the chimney by the mm. fire. Did she person. pass away? Did she die? No, she's alive and well. God. Now I hope she learned her lesson, but I I hope everybody knows that her crazy butt would have been climbing in anybody's chimney. <laughs> Now, Mm-mm. Facebook Facebook and relationships, there always seems to be an issue when the man has a Facebook page 
and the woman has a Facebook page, or the wife has a Facebook page, and the husband has a Facebook page, and when the single people get together, they they, they automatically assume they're supposed to change their um, relationship status on their page, and the husband yep. sometimes gets upset because the wife has her own friends on her Facebook page, and I've also heard that a lot of people say that your husband shouldn't be your friend on your Facebook page, and neither should your boyfriend. Well, I think every situation is different and everybody handles their, you know, everybody's tolerance is different for different things. Now, when Patrice and I first got together, social media did not exist like that. So I'm new to the dating scene with all of this social media, Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and all of this. I've only been single, you know, for, you know, Patrice passed away three years this coming November and I'm just kind of really getting back out there. And what I'm learning for my own personal preference, I I like men that don't really engage much on social media. I I, I just I prefer them. It just seems to me, and I don't I hate to say it like this, but it just seems like social media is is such a chatty thing. And I don't think I like chatty men. I think that's a feminine quality <laughs> to be so chatty. <laughs> Unless you're using it for a specific purpose, but it can get complicated. So for me, I like guys who aren't on it as much. And and God forbid you you are a man with a thousand selfies on Instagram. Ew, what are you doing? I I don't know. It's it's all questionable to me. Um, but I do get what you're saying with status, and it can complement com, uh, complicate things. So uh, everybody be careful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, the other thing, okay, when, because I'm not, I'm, well, I'm not well-versed in the dating arena at all, and I just hear so many women complaining about the availability of good men. I don't understand. What are the good There's a lot of good men available. I really do. I think. You have to define before you say that as a woman. I want you to define to me what a good man is, because mm-hmm. a lot of times there's a good man right in front of you, but you're so busy trying to change him into whatever your fantasy is. So you have to really recognize. You have to first say, okay, what is a good man to you? Because a good man to you might not be a good man to me, and you have to stop trying to change every man that you meet that you're attracted to into what you want him to be. Because a lot of times as women, we have these fantasies in our head that has absolutely nothing to do with realistic man truth. And Mm. once you get that out of your system and get your ego out of the way, you'll be with a good man. Amazing. I have to clap on that one. (laughs) Make it clap, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, now... When you talk, you know, women as a woman, you know, I know you don't speak for all women, but you just speak from a place where you understand women. What is the biggest mistake that you find that women make other than not being truthful to themselves or to the relationship? Um, Well, it starts there, but accountability. I would say that we do not take a lot of times women don't want to be accountable for things and we look at men like they're always wrong and we're always right based on our feelings 
And just because you feel something, while your feelings are valid and you're feeling it, that does not make you right. So what I learned to do is to think logically and rationally above my emotions and and really look at it and say, okay, I'm feeling this, but let me let me flip the situation around and ask myself, I'm about to black out on this guy, and I'm about to talk to him some kind of crazy way. How would I feel if he talked to me that way? How would I feel if he even brought this subject to me as an argument? How would I feel? And sometimes if you step back and you reverse every situation that you're about to black out about, you might find some logic in there and go, oh, maybe I'm just feeling this for A, B, and C reason, but there is a possibility that I'm wrong. And let me accept that. Sometimes we just don't accept what men are saying. We're constantly suspicious to the point where it's like, why, if a man is being faithful and there's no reason to be suspicious and you're digging through his phone and you're doing all this crazy (laughs) stuff, he might as well cheat on you. And he will. Or he'll just leave. Because what anything you that you don't have gratitude for will disappear, and you didn't have gratitude for that man. You didn't appreciate him. You were too busy pointing and accusing and and trying to change and marginalizing things, and now he's gone. So I would say accountability and having empathy for the man because we want him to have empathy for us. We want him to learn and understand us. So I think we should learn and understand him. And try to speak his language a little bit. Speak fluent man. Oh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's fluent man. <laughs> now, hey, men men will speak fluent woman. They will learn a woman. They will understand your, your likes and your dislikes. Oh, you like chocolate cake? Your period's coming? Pow, here you go. You know, the little things. Little That's just There's nothing wrong with doing the little beautiful things for your man. And stop trying to play the position of a king. You're a queen. Be a queen. Beyonce is no less of a queen because she calls her husband beloved and she holds him high in a king position. Okay. Okay. And I think that's one of the issues that we have, that we don't want to acknowledge the fact that we are to look up and revere the men that we're involved, make them feel loved and appreciated and wanted and cared for. Sometimes we so Right, and why is that, though? Why is that, though? Because we, with all our shoulders pushed back and our arrogance and our ego, will demand that they praise us and treat us like a queen and do all these wonderful feminine things that we like to do, but we can't praise them as a king. Why that just that doesn't sound really rational to me. That sounds crazy, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. And it is. There's no reciprocation in that. How do you expect to be happy? And the other thing that I don't understand is the woman who's always saying he going to do what I want him to do. Does that emasculate the man? Yes. <laughs> yes. And why do these men stay in those particular types of situations? I feel, and I'm be honest, I think men like a lot of drama. Sometimes they do, and again, everybody is different. But what I'm I'm seeing a lot is that men, they're just tired of arguing. They have no faith in the fact that we'll even try. So what they'll do is they'll they'll pretend as if they submit it, but they haven't. 
They're going to do what they're going to do. And they're going to let you think that you have this certain power that you really don't. Who run the world, girls, my behind. They're letting you think that because they just rather not deal with the drama. Well, that's, that's really cool. It's it's really cool. And what I am, I'm do, been doing a lot of reading and I've been doing, you know, just observing a lot. And I've noticed that a lot of women out here are busy trying to accumulate um and and there's nothing wrong with it, you know, accomplishments and, and, and degrees and all of these different things. And it seems as if a lot of men are not really interested in all of that stuff. They're more interested in the person as opposed to the accomplishments. And when we lead with our accomplishments, what does that do? <laughs> Patrice used to have this bit, and I, I, I'm certainly not going to do it any justice because I'm I'm not him, and I don't have his charm or delivery. But he used to say, um, "the the girl who works at McDonald's uh, vagina is the same as Holly Berry's vagina. We don't care." <laughs> <laughs> And they don't, and you know what? It's it, it's just a man being. It's it's their natural instincts. They are they want to be the providers. They want to be the man of the house. There's nothing wrong with that. And and I I was in a good relationship with him, and he didn't. It wasn't like oh, be barefoot and pregnant. He supported my career, but it wasn't imperative. Like with women, it's our natural instinct to look at a man as a provider. So, of course, we're going to start with, you know, how can you protect me and how can you provide and, and what is your man stuff, whereas men, they, a, a, a real man isn't going to look at a woman's pockets and go, what are you, what kind of bacon are you bringing home? They're going to they're gonna go, good, sweetie. You know, life is tough. I'm glad you have a career, but, you know, let let your bacon be for your shoes or something. Let me take care of this, you know, because that's, that's their nature. Mm-hmm. And, and again, yeah. we're we're speaking in general in yeah. general terms. Yeah, yeah, it's, you know these general generalities. These are not specific to any particular or group or anything. And that's really interesting because I now I'm going to put myself out there a little bit. I was once in a situation where the individual, and if they're listening, they're going to know who they are. And sorry, but it is what it is. Um, they were divorced twice. Mm-hmm. And like you said, when you're not honest and upfront with the situation, you always get back, you know, the backlash later on down the road. And he started making the comparison between me and the first wife and the second wife. Well, you know, our experiences make us who we are. So while you don't want to compare your past situations, that you do come with those experiences into your new relationships. That's just a fact for all of us, men, women, everybody. Um, I don't have the full-blown details of what you're talking about, but it sounds like um, that was the downfall of your you guys' relationship is that he couldn't get past what happened in his previous relationships. Okay. Is that it? Yeah. Girl, I, don't have share. I, I can't help you with some half sharing. <laughs> it's, it's a done deal, so it don't matter now. But what I'm saying is that was the that was the end of it for me as far as I was concerned and everything. But I did still hang around a little bit longer, but it didn't 
it didn't make any sense to hang around a little bit longer. Because right, and you decided that for yourself, and that's fine. And and once I always, you know, I tell my daughter, keep your hands clean. You know, as long as you're able to, you know, show your hands clean, meaning you've done everything that you could do. You were honest. You were righteous. You 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 were upfront. You gave it a good go, and you gave it a shot. Then you should not have any regrets. You made a decision to move on because you realized that there were certain things that you would not be able to live with, and that is fine. That's how you have successful. I would say that relationship was a success because you you learned from it and you moved on. Just because yeah. you didn't continue with him doesn't make it a failure. It makes it actually a success because you were mature enough and smart enough and you know yourself enough to say, okay, this isn't for me. That doesn't make him public enemy number one or a bad guy. He's just not your guy, and that's okay. Yes, and that was it for me as well because that was a realization that I had to come to, and I was like, that's fine. And, you know, we still speak when we see each other and stuff, and, I, you know, I don't hold any negative harm or any negative feelings or anything like that. It's just that oftentimes as women, we get in situations and we try to, like you said earlier, we try to make it into something that's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. That never works. It never works. The idea that you could change a person or mold a person to be whatever you want them to be is is a crock of crap. Now, if you find someone that you're compatible with, that you can grow with, growth and change is different than forcing change. We grow as people every day. You know, I'm going to be different this time next year. My experiences is going to take me to a whole nother place. So, you know, if you're in a relationship, you have to learn how to grow with that person. And with Patrice and myself, we the the things that we our do's and don'ts just matched. So we weren't changing each other. He just helped me learn how to be me better. And and vice versa. I helped him to learn how to be him better. So that's how you grow. But if someone else came into the relationship and was like, Oh no, I would never do this or I would never do that, then that's fine. You're just you're understanding that that person isn't for you. Because if you can't ever see yourself growing and learning in any particular situation or or if it's too big that it's a deal breaker, why are you wasting each other's time? That's, that's true. That's good advice. Now, um, let's see. What would you, what advice would you give to women now? Because it seems to, for me, from my perspective, because like I said, I'm really not out there, out there like that. I'm not dating, but I'm just not out there. And it seems like the landscape is kind of changing somewhat, and the way that people go about how they meet people and how they interact, and you have all these open situations, and it's just too much. It makes my head spin. What and, and I'm in the same boat with everyone else now that I'm I'm single again, and I'm relearning myself and mm-hmm. my my new self. You know, being in the single world and the only advice I have for myself and everybody else is come in the door honest. doesn't matter where you meet them or what they're about. If you really, really get to know yourself 
and you're honest with yourself, you'll meet the right person and just take your time. You can't bust down the door of a relationship day one and have all these expectations. <laughs> you have to have, give some time to get to know the person, grow and learn each other, and you can't do that without really knowing who you are. So you got to stand in the mirror and, and swallow that truth about yourself first. Mm-hmm. And don't come with a, a really big ego. Uh, what's the purpose? Where, where is that going to get you, really? <laughs> where are you going to be with you and your ego? Really? By yourself. By yourself. But if you are hugely egotistical, maybe you'll meet your match. I think Kim and Kanye is a good example of that. They seem to both be very huge ego-driven people, and they work well together. Nothing wrong with that. But if you're the type of woman that cannot deal with that type of man, guess what? That Kanye West type is not for you. It's okay to know that. Yes, yes, and that's and that is an important an important thing that you just said. You have right, to you're not going to you meet a Kanye West and change him and go. You know what? Uh, big egos aren't good, so you're going to change to be with me. Um, really, that's your plan. That's your plan. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. Nope, 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 not going to work. <laughs> yeah, that's extremely important because I believe that we think, like you said, that we can change a situation or an individual. And if they're grown, that's it. What you see is what you get. Absolutely. And and just know that as a person, you're going to grow and change, and so will they. And, and hopefully, you know, you guys are compatible and, and it can happen. I, I'm hopeful that it'll, it will happen for me again. But, you know, I, I'm accepting that I need to take some time for me and just relearn who I am. You know, for forever, it seems like I've been known as Patrice's wife and Mimi's mom. You know, now, you know, I have to really get to know Von Carlo you know, and what she's all about. And fortunately for everyone, or unfortunately for everyone, I'm an artist, so I'm doing all of my relearning publicly. (laughs) Okay. For everybody to watch. (laughs) Now, do you believe that um, a woman or, you know, any individual, it doesn't have to be a woman or a man or anything like that, an individual should really, really, really – take some time out between relationships to really kind of like purge themselves of the past relationship, but not the lessons, but just the, the actual past relationship. I, I think I think so in general. Give yourself some time and some space. Um, but, again, every situation is so different. You could have there's, – there's relationships that people are in that they're really out of the relationship in their minds – six months, a year, two years before they actually break up. So by the time they actually break up and move on, they could be ready to for a new relationship and a date right away because they, in their mind, left that old relationship a long time ago. So it just depends on the situation. But I think it's always good to give yourself a little bit of time. Okay. That's good to know because, I don't know, I always think that you need a little headspace where you can clear out some of the negative stuff, if there was any negative stuff. Yeah, and you don't want to take that into the next relationship, Mm -hmm. for sure. Great. Now, Ms. DiCarlo, where can we see you? I mean, you know, you're on Centric. So what nights are you on? I've seen the show myself. 
And oh, I great. Think Thank you. I think it's hilarious. I mean, <laughs> hilarious. And, you know, I sit and I just watch and I crack up, especially with some of the scenarios that you also give, you know, when, between him and her. Hilarious. I like Thank a good you. laugh. And when it comes to relationships, you really have to have a sense of humor to be in a relationship in general. And then the, when you put it in perspective and the manner that that's done on the show, you really, you just really get to see how some of the situations that we're in are just so stupid. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, like I said, we we just wrapped a very successful second season. So you could catch up with all the episodes from season one and season two of According to Him and Her on CentricTV.com. And you can also find Coach Vaughn's playbook on CentricTV.com as well on the According to Him and Her show page. So Mm -hmm. catch up with everything there. And um, Centric also just launched a new campaign as the first network designed for black women. And you'll also see me in one of the big campaigns running. If you see one of those promos and and commercials where there's a a woman talking about being the residential half black, half black girl on a um, half white, half black girl on the (laughs) network and thanking her white mama for having two black kids, that's me. (laughs) Shout out to Centric for always encouraging their talent to be who they are. That's the best thing about the network. I love them for that. That's excellent. Now, you also have a website where people can kind of catch up and keep up with you. You have a book coming out as well. So, you know, and you have um, a CD or something coming out again. Well, the music is is music that was um, right before Patrice died. I was about to give a really big push for my first independent album. But when he died, the music is is there and it's available. It just never got its its push. So uh, it's available on iTunes. You could go to my website. I'll make it very, very easy. Uh, First and foremost, I'm building an awareness for the book that's dropping Mm -hmm. next year. Go to speakfluentman.com. That's going to take you to my website, give you more information about the book, and you'll be able to navigate through my website and find everything, um, whatever you're interested in finding out about me, whether it's my music, there's links to that, there's information about Centric and According to Emma Her, Coach Fawn's Playbook, my one-woman show, my musical improv group, anything Vondi Carlo. If you just start by going to speakfluentman.com, you'll be able to navigate from there. And if you want to talk to me, um, reach out to me on Twitter and Instagram at Von DiCarlo. And if you hashtag Coach Vaughn, ask me anything, relationship advice, football, uh, basketball stuff, I'll get back to you as long as you hashtag Coach Vaughn. And, again, my social networking is at Von DiCarlo, V-O-N-D-E-C-A-R-L-O. And that's on Twitter and Instagram. Excellent. Amazing. Now, I would love for you to come back around um, playoff season. Oh, for sure. So I could, <laughs> I so like you could go, you know what? You were right. The Knicks <laughs> made the playoff. I, I'm there. I am so there. I cannot <laughs> wait to gloat. I cannot <laughs> wait. Now, now, I know that my team may, is not going to be in the running, but but I want to have you come back so we can kind of, like, you know. Yeah, let's not bring up the Lakers again, okay? I, I think I threw up in my mouth a little bit. <laughs> we had such a good time, and now you're going to leave it 
on a, a purple and gold note, I I, I definitely hey. feel like I threw up in my mouth a little bit. I, I got to go. I got to go. Hey, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> but it was so nice talking to you. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Oh, it was indeed an honor, and I thank you for being able to be with us. And I'm sure the listeners, they have really the opportunity to really get to know who you are and what you're about. And they can see that you are as amazing as I said you were in the introduction. Oh, thank you so much. And thank you to all the listeners. I I don't know what Drake is talking about, but I like new friends. So please, guys, hit me up. <laughs> okay. You have a great one. And please, like I said, playoff season, I want you back. I'm totally there. Okay, you got it. You got it. Have a you good have, evening. You too. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye. Everyone, that was Ms. Vaughn DiCarlo, and she is amazing. Um, Like I said, she is intelligent. She is smart. She's funny. She loves sports. And, you know, it's very rare that you find people who are that down-to-earth who really would like to just share it, for the you know, on the real, on the real tip, for real, for real. And this was that wonderful interview. I had a lot of fun. And like I said, she's coming back around playoff season, so we can kind of like talk. But we're not going to talk about the team that I mentioned. However, from, from this particular show, I would just like to tell each and every one of my listeners that if you have a goal and a dream, please just pursue it. Just do it. Don't sit back and wait and think about it. Just go out there and do what you feel passionate about because that's where you will find your most happiness. So, uh, please join me on Saturday when we will have you, the best invention ever, back with us. I believe there might be a possibility that we will have um, Anaje. He is the um, green technology person, and he was supposed to come on the show last week, but they were having some weather issues down in St. Croix, so he wasn't able to be with us. But there may be a possibility we could have him on Friday, and that would be great because this is something that I really would like to share with you all because it is a very important subject we need to talk about and think about and consider, you know, um, how we can kind of like help save, preserve the environment. And once again, um, Saturday will be You the Best Invention Ever, and we will have another episode of Wealth Zone Radio on Sunday. So on that note, to everyone, I would like to thank each and every one of you for your continued support. Thank you so, so very much for allowing me this opportunity to bring the show to you. Take care of yourself. Be well and God bless. That's our show for today. So until next time, keep it real, listen, learn, and live.